You are listening to the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast, a Canadian guide to building dependable wealth. Join your hosts, Richard Canfield and Jason Lowe, as they unlock the secrets to creating financial peace of mind in an uncertain world. Discover the strategies and mindsets to a financial future that you can bank on. Being an authorized infinite banking practitioner out of Lloydminster, Alberta, we are so pleased and so excited to have with us today, Dan Allen, who is uh, just an incredible colleague, uh, a dear friend, um, just a wonderful person and an authorized infinite banking practitioner with the Nelson Nash Institute, an incredibly valued member of our team here at Ascendant Financial, who also looks after compliance, which we'll definitely tell some great stories about. (laughs) And it is just an honor to have Dan because uh, this is uh, another um, episode in our advisor series on Wealth Without Bay Street. And so, Dan, it's a, such a pleasure to have you. Thank you for being with us. And of course, you know our amazing co-host and colleague and dear friend, Richard Canfield, who's hailing from Chilliwack, BC, otherwise known as the WAC. Dan, welcome. Welcome to Wealth Without Bay Street. Well, thank you. It's just a real pleasure to be here, and I'm looking forward to having a great conversation with the both of you today, (laughs) because when it comes to good people, these are two good people in my life. That's what I would say. The question I had, the first question was, are you going to audit this video as well for compliance before it goes up on the the YouTube channel? (laughs) That's a really good question. I'm hoping I don't have to, but I'll I'll keep an ear out as we go through it just to see if there's anything I have to think about, but well, no, I, I, hope not. I, I say that in good humor because, you know, Dan uh, being, you know, generous with his time and generous with uh, serving uh, his fellow teammates and um, working with us in that capacity has, uh, has just been awesome. And we, we appreciate it. And Dan, I think probably a good place to begin would be maybe to share with uh, viewers and listeners, describe a little bit about your journey and um, what led you to from, from being, uh, a, a person who is practicing this process in your own household to being inspired to become an authorized practitioner and to uh, start your, your professional journey with this process. Where did it all begin for you? Yeah, that's a great question. Thanks for, thanks for asking that one, Jason. So, you know, obviously once I got to a place where, you know, I understood what becoming your own banker could do for me and, and for my family, then I started to, uh, to really wonder about, because at that point in my career and the, and the career I had before, which was a very good career, I was, I kept thinking in the back of my mind, I, I want to do something else in life. And I, and I want it to be something that I can support uh, people as I do it. And so as I started to get to know the process called becoming your own banker and, and what it could mean for other people, I started to think about, well, maybe when I retire from what I'm doing now, this should because I don't believe in stopping work, like at the age of 65. I don't, that's not on my radar anymore. I'd have to honestly say at one point, it probably was. But as I got older, I think, I hope I got smarter. And I realized that, you know, 65 is way too young to retire. I want to do something that I can really give back to people in the latter part of my life. So as I just thought about that and resonated on it. I just go, okay, well, this is an opportunity. And I can honestly tell you that, you know, someone told me 10 years ago that I was going to be selling life insurance. I'd have laughed him out of the room. 
but it wasn't what I got into do into this to do. It was about teach people the process yeah. that I'd been taught. And, you know, and, and that was the powerful thing. Like I always tell people, what, why did you get into it in the first place? And I go, because I was blessed in the job I had in, in life, I, I had a lot of money flow through my hands. Like, I mean, a lot of money over my previous career. And yet I wasn't keeping any of it. And nobody mm. told me how to do that. And so I thought more people need to know how to keep the money that's flowing through their hands in their control right. and not giving it away. So it might be a long-winded answer, but I, I have a tendency to ramble. So I hope that's okay. <laughs> hey, well, that's I, okay. I think it's a great answer, Dan, but I think it would be interesting too, just to maybe even take it a little bit step further than that. And, you know, so that's a little bit of how you got started and, you know, we can recognize where, the desire came to, to have that secondary career, um, probably the career you're meant to have as the way I would look at it and, and think, okay, so what if we walked the, you know, wound the tape back a little bit further and we said, okay, at what point did IBC and Nelson's message even enter your life for you to even know it was available and kind of what stage of life were you at when that took place? I think that's going to be helpful for our listeners to understand while you were in that career and then how long was it before, you know, you kind of got to the point where you made that decision? You know, I really think that as I exit my old life and I enter my new life, this is what I need to be doing in, in support of that new life. Can you maybe take us to that stage? Yeah, no, it's a good question. So, yeah, and I get, I go back to, you know, re- really when I started to hear about it. So, you know, it was Jason on the radio talking about something and I, I have no way of knowing how many times I heard him speak about this. But the one thing that resonated with me is you could buy a car and recapture the interest. And I kept hearing that and I go, I don't think that's possible. I wonder how you could actually do that. But I got intrigued and more I got intrigued and I started to, you know, do some high level uh, investigation and then took some, you know, live training around it and, and, you know, really started the journey of, you know, understanding uh, what I didn't know before. And so when I think back about that, Richard, which is you know, a really good question, what got me going? It was like, when I realized, you know, again, I go back to how much money and had flowing through my hands. I'm, maybe I'm going to go back a little further and, and well, maybe not, won't be back further. It probably was 2014, the first time I met Nelson. Mm. And I think that's a, a story I like to tell people because it really did, gave me a clear understanding about how it all does start with the way you think. And so you guys would have been there. It was a live event. Nelson was speaking and he was going through uh, his whole presentation and, you know, wh- how he discovered. And that's one of the things that's really resonated with me. You know, when I, when I go to page 12 and 13 of his book, Becoming Your Own Banker, how the infinite banking concept got started. That's always resonated really well with me. And he was just telling that story. And, and I started thinking about, you know, it all does begin with the way you think. And so, you know, Nelson had gone through that early eighties in business when interest rates went up over 20%. And I always got a kick out, out of how he always said, you know, prime interest rates went to 21 and a half percent and I wasn't prime. So, <laughs> Just like Nelson, I was in business in the early 80s. And just like Nelson, I wasn't prime. So I was paying an operating loan 
up in the 23 to 24% on the farm. Cause at that point I was farming and uh, you know, and then I had to, you know, take a job outside of the farm just to make and pay the bills. But as I sat there listening to Nelson, I come out of that period of time with this way of thinking, well, if I can get to be debt-free, that will be the best thing I can do. I don't want to owe anybody money. And it still, it still influenced me to this day, like that, that mindset. And, and that, but as I, uh, I realized Nelson come out of it thinking there's got to be a better way. Right. And he, he went about discovering that there was a better way. So I always, always liked that. And about that first time I sat there and listened to Nelson, that was one of the key kind of things that I took away from that meeting was it all does begin with the way you think. And, you know, as I got into this whole idea of becoming your own banker and what it can mean for me and my family, I just, uh, you know, I can honestly say I watched the DVD that the Banking with Life DVD. Yeah. And I had to shut the TV off because I got so angry. And my wife said, if you're going to be like that, I don't want you watching that anymore. Because I started to realize how much money had flowed through my hands. And I'd never get the opportunity or my family would never have the opportunity for that uh, to do them any more good than it already had. And that's just lost opportunity. So I don't know if that answers your question, Richard, but that's what came to mind as you asked me. No, I think that's great then because it's, um, you know, especially, you know, tying into the banking with life DVD, which, um, you know, was put together by our good friend, uh, James, uh, Nethery and, um, incredible video. And you're right. There's a lot of things in there that for someone, when you make that realization, I, I had a similar anger situation that came up for me, Dan, when I first read Nelson's book, cause I thought, why didn't I know about this? And it was, I was a desk flipping moment. It was a very, yeah, there was, there was, <laughs> it was, there was some, there was some, there was some rage. And it was like, the weird thing is I literally had a chip on my shoulder for like 30 days and I was snippy with people. It's like snippy, oh. like mm-hmm. someone would say something to me and I would just kind of pounce down their throat. And I didn't oh. know why I was angry, but I was fundamentally angry because there was something that could have been happening in my life that wasn't <clears> in it. And it probably would have been easy to adjust had I just known about it, but I didn't. And Everyone's small things like that come up in our life. So I, I recognize and I feel, I think to some level, your pain that you experience there. And I think sharing that is really important because people there, we all have a, a level of financial something that's been going on in our life. It's either been good or bad or a combination of both, probably a good combination of both over several years of time. But money is the flow of money is always taking place. And how much of that flow is something that we're going to be able to harness for longer than like our, for the rest of our life, but also uh, be able to now leave behind in a legacy format. And if you could just do the exact same thing you're doing and augment those two things more to the end of your life, plus leave it beyond to, to you when you leave it, leave this world to, to, to uh, bless someone else's life, whether it's your own family, a charity you care about, whatever it is, um, by not implementing this process, we're literally taking money off the table that could otherwise be there. Yeah, no, it's so well said. And going back to your question too, Richard, I, I think I was, if it wasn't 55, I was 54 when I got introduced to the, to the whole concept. And I was blessed beyond imagination to have Jason as my coach right from the start. And, uh, you know, that was just a great experience for both me and my wife. And so 
I got into it, started, you know, started uh, doing my due diligence, uh, started uh, practicing it when I was 55 years of age. And, you know, I think it was probably within two years and Jason probably knows some of this because we had some good conversation about what I was thinking as far as my existing career. And I was thinking already then about winding it down. I, yeah. you know, I was, I did, I was 36 years in that career and it was a great uh, career. I, I worked with a lot of good people, got a lot of great challenges in life, but I was tired of, uh, you know, laying people off because I was in the oil and gas industry and it was a real issue then. And given <clears throat> my nature, which is, you know, show me your care. And, you know, it's really hard to show someone your care when you're, when you're laying them off. Right. And so it was, it was challenging me in ways. And uh, so that was happening. And as, as I started to, you know, get to know about the concept of becoming your own banker. And I just go, what a beautiful fit. I want to be able to keep working with people. I want to be able to help people and, you know, help them get to a place that they, they aren't right now financially. And I knew this route could do that. And, I, and the more I studied it, the more I got excited about it. And then just again, you know, I have to really, you know, give kudos to Jason because he was able to open doors for me because I had no background in financial, the financial world. And he was able to open doors to, to allow me to get access to the training with the Nelson Nash Institute and just uh, mentor me. So uh, that's kind of how I got started. And, and I still enjoy uh, learning uh, from the great people around me. And, and, and it's just been a real blessing to be able to help other people that way. It brings me to what Nelson often said. Um, it takes two to tango. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, to have you as a teammate is, uh, I'll tell you, you know, I, I, honest to goodness, I, I, I sleep much better at night knowing that you're a teammate and uh, that you're right there with us and you're helping us every step of the way. And um, it, it's just been awesome. And the journey is only going to continue. Yeah. And it's, uh, <clears throat> I guess, you know, when we think about what we do, and I know you, you guys would probably uh, find this, it's uh it is the relationships we build, not only with, you know, our clients, but with each other and, you know, being able to build relationships, help people out. Uh, I don't know that to me, that's just a dream job. If I could, if I could, when I wake up in the morning, if I can help someone have a better day than they had the day before, then that's a win for me. I get to, and this is what this job really allows me to do. <laughs> something that you said, Dan, I think is really important for people to hear. And it's something that, uh, I mean, I, I spend a lot more time on this certainly than I did before, but I'm finding it's becoming a lot more ingrained into my just natural discussions that I have with clients and, and people who are looking into the process and it all, it all kind of, you know, rolls downhill from Nelson again. Um, and additionally, you know, things that Jason and I have been learning from, you know, our, another one of our coaches and our mentors, which is Dan Sullivan with the strategic coach organization and really rethinking longevity and what kind of life you want to live and how long do you want to be here? And well, if you're going to be here for a longer time, well, how do you want to spend that time and, and who do you want to spend yep. it with? Well, I think what you're identifying, what I'm hearing with the, what comes up for me, Dan, is that you want to spend it being of service. Um, you know, you, you want to be engaged in in the doing of things and not be kind of sitting like a bump on a log, 
um, as the word retire means to be put out of service. So you're not, you know, what you did is you, you, you ended one career and you exploded into another, and you're just looking to, um, thrive as long as you can for, and, and to help others do the same. So you get that fulfillment that's available to, to, so if anyone's considering or thinking about doing this as part of their life and you'll, you'll really love to help people. Um, I can't think of a better personally, a better way to do that in the world today than, than to be blessed by what we get to do. So you sharing that, giving people understanding that your life, your career, your job, whatever you, we might end a job or end a career, but there's a lot, there's a lot you have left to give. Consider how you might give more of it while you're here and do it for as long as possible and a career like this, or a, a mechanism that allows you to live something part of your truth where you can get to help others and also uh, earn 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 an income and et cetera, be profitable in the same respect is all is all great. There's nothing no only people are blessed by that activity. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I think too, if uh, <clears throat> you guys were both there in 2018 when I think it might have been Nelson's last formal presentation from the stage. And and what did he do? Like he really, you know, challenged us to go on with what he started. Yeah, and uh, to me that was just powerful. I can just I can still remember sitting there, and then and I didn't have the same relationship you both did with Nelson because I come in later and and uh, just being a bit you know laid back and and such just the way I am. I didn't uh, engage with him a lot, but uh, I, I know here's a, here's one thing I figured out since then. I still I'm writing a list of questions down that I've got for him. And I am going to ask him those questions because there's still lots of things in, in the book, Becoming Your Own Banker, that I, I still wonder why you put it in there that way. But uh, no, we were, we were blessed. I was hugely blessed to be on in that audience when he challenged us with taking this message on. It's changed the lives of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people across Canada and the U.S. And he just said, you know, you know your job is clearly just to keep on taking this message to the people. And uh, that was huge for me. So I was blessed to be there. That really was a wonderful moment. And he left us with, you know, some, some documentation as well and some articles and things that he had asked everybody to go back and make sure that you reference over and over and over again. One of which being the fisher last to see the water. And it was, um, yeah, that was a really, really remarkable moment. And if, if you think, Dan, you know, about all of your experience with this journey and both as a, an implementer in your own life and, and now in your profession, what, what would you say? What would you say to someone who's watching or listening who is at that, that very first stage of just being exposed to the process? What, what words of wisdom would you impart upon them? That's a good thing. A good question, Jason. So I guess if whenever I get that opportunity and someone you know, really wonders that question, I'd say, well, first and foremost, you know, keep an open mind because it's going to challenge the way you think. Mm. And I can tell you that. And it's, and I guess it, it goes even to a point where, you know, when you think about, uh, you know, if you want to be someone who, you know, always goes with the crowd, it may not be for you. You're going to have to be comfortable, you know, thinking differently and challenge yourself in a different way. But if you do and take the time to educate yourself, 
really, you know, there's nothing wrong with healthy skepticism. You, I want people to really understand what they're doing. But once you do understand what I find, people do it. And that's what, that's what happened for me is once I started to understand how this can make a difference for me and my family, I wanted to start it and I wanted to get started right away. And I think you would have both experienced this in your careers too, doing this is that when people get to that stage, they just want to go, how, how do I get started? How quick can I get started? Because they figured it out. Yeah. It just come, it comes to them. And it's just like, so that's the opportunity I would say to somebody is like, you know, keep an open mind, educate yourself. And, uh, you know, if you do, and if you understand how this process can make a difference for you and your family, then I think you'll be hard pressed not to want to line up and just uh, start doing it. Something that Nelson would ask, uh, you know, when people would ask him, hey, Nelson, how would you approach this subject to somebody new or, you know, bring it up? And Nelson says, well, I'd probably just ask him, do you ever have the gut feeling? something is fundamentally wrong in the financial world that we live in here. Give me 20 bucks. Read this book. Yeah. And that's so true. Yeah. Here, give me 20 bucks. Uh, read this book. And so, uh, uh, he, you know, and, and the reality is, is that, um, so w- I think what you're saying, Dan is like, you know, if, if you have that feeling, but then all of a sudden you recognize that this process or this idea or this concept, it will be the thing that helps solve that feeling. It'll be the, the light. It's, it's the thing that gives you the feeling of, of that peace. And it's, you know, it's like, you know, your gut knows that there's something here that you just have to move forward with. There's a reason you were called to learn about this and you are asking all these questions, you know, you might not know every single detail and you know what? You don't need to know every single detail. What you need Mm -hmm. to know is the fundamentals. You need to understand what is the problem and what is the solution? And if you recognize that the only way to get that solution is to get started in this journey, everything else will become clear. And you know what? You don't have to put don't, all of your money or all your eggs in basket or have the, the best policy design that ever could exist under the sun. You just need to get started. You know, we were Actually. talking about uh, one of our other interviews earlier today with uh, the incredible, amazing David Stearns. And we were reflecting on something that Nelson would say. And we, you know, we would ask Nelson, Hey, Nelson, you know, what's, you know, what's the best policy or whatever. And Nelson would say, well, the one you started. Yep. Yep. A good way to put it. Am I right, Jay? Uh, Totally right. (laughs) Uh, Brings back a lot of memories uh, that the three of us, um, you know, the times that we had with Nelson, he was, uh, he's just such a character, you know, and, but when, when he spoke, he commanded your attention. I agree. And, and just that example you gave Richard of what he would say, I just, you know, right away, my mind went to one of my clients who said that, that he knew there had to be something else out there. Yeah. And uh, as soon as he, you know, discovered this concept, he just goes, that's it. And that's what I encourage people to, you know, think about, you know, just like Nelson said, you know, it's just, there is something that you think is wrong with, the way things are done financially. And uh, yeah, that's, that's a great way. I, I couldn't say it any better than he did. So, Well, a, a couple of things I want to do before we, we end our time here, Dan, I think it's really important is that one of the questions we get asked a lot, and I'm sure you've been asked this question. I know Jason, you have, and Dan, I think it's really interesting. There's some similarities between yourself and Nelson. You talked about farming, the early eighties, the interest rate spike, 
how that impacted you, how this, th- those similar connections that you had with Nelson. And the reality is that Nelson was, when he really got started doing this, he really started to understand this. He was already into his fifties. Yeah. When you first discovered IBC, you were into your fifties moving forward. You're, you don't look a day over that, but you're, you know, you, you've, you've added a little bit of time under your belt, some, some wise years since that period of time, maybe just share for people listening in who are looking at this and they're at a stage of life where they think it's too late for them. What would you just, what would you share with those people? Well, that's a great thought, Richard, and question. It's like, yeah. So again, you know, we've all heard this multiple times, you know, what's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago. And of course the second best time is today. And what I found is like, you know, I would, encourage someone, you know, don't put it off for tomorrow because every, every day in life matters. Like when you really think about life, it's like, you're only, you're only given an infinite amount of time and you don't know about tomorrow. So start today. And if you start when you're 55, if you start when you're 65, you're still, you know, by the grace of God, you still got a lot of good years to live Yeah, and you're going to need the need for, Cash, money is going to be there right up till the end. And this process only supports that. And, uh, you know, it, it gives you so many things that, uh, you know, can build a legacy and a, for you and an estate plan. And there's, there's just all kinds of good things, but never too late to get started. That's what I tell people. It's like, get started as soon as you can, but uh, don't let your age be a barrier because, uh, it works. I've proved it. And I work with people that are starting at my age and older and uh, it, it just keeps on adding value to their family. And we, none of us know about tomorrow. We don't know. I'm, you know, I, I've read the book now that uh, I push my uh, thinking differently. So I'm going to live to 121. So I've got a lot of time left and uh, I would encourage anyone else to start thinking uh, you know, just look at it statistically, people are living longer. It's one of the, you know, quickest growing populations now. It's it's the, what, the centurions? That's it's right. Like, so, you know, don't let age be a factor. Love it. Dan. Thank you, Dan. Thank you sincerely for being oh. a part of the advisor series podcast episodes and uh, gentlemen it was a pleasure and um, appreciate you guys so much uh, amazing teammates and uh, rich uh, you want to take us across the finish line well dan you know um not all superheroes wear capes um whether they're on either side of the straddled border of lloydminster i don't know they might have different colored capes depending <laughs> on which side of the border they're on yeah. but um you know when you when you help farmers you help people uh, all the different people that you help learn about this process and you share your life's wisdom, you know, the years, the, the 55 plus years that you've been here developing, taking all the bumps and bruises along the way that life has to offer. And then you get to share that wisdom with others. You're adding value into their lives. You're helping them see and discover things that maybe they didn't otherwise, including this process of becoming your own banker. Who is it, Dan, that you think you'd like to be a hero to? That's it. That's the easiest question you've asked me so far, Richard. And uh, I guess the answer most people expect, and it is a factor, that I want, I want to be a hero to the, the 
you know, the great people I work with in, in this career, but more than that, it's uh, the three grandsons that I have. That's the, those three boys are probably, yeah, that would be the simple answer for me, Richard. It's those three boys. That's who I'd want to be a hero to. Well, uh, you, it, you're, de- you're definitely a proud grandfather and uh, a great one at that. And so on that note, gentlemen, thank you. And for all of our viewers uh, who are on the YouTubes, if you look uh, right over here, there's a recommended playlist to continue your journey. And uh, we, we appreciate you joining us. And uh, I want to say to all of you, make the rest of your day great. Thanks so much, gentlemen. Have an awesome, uh, an awesome weekend. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast, where your wealth matters. Be sure to check out our social media channels for more great content. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and be sure to rate the show. We definitely appreciate it. And don't forget to share this episode with someone you care about. Join us on the next episode where we continue to uncover the financial tools, strategies, and the mindsets that maximize your wealth.